People are my passion, and this podcast is about just that. Life, love, careers, relationships, the ups, the downs, the funny, and sometimes not so funny things that happen along the way. I think that everyone has a story to tell, and I want to hear it. So join me weekly as I sit down with everyday people from all walks of life to find out what makes them tick. You are listening to Bright Minds with Ashmon. Are your insurance premiums going up or is your insurance company dropping you? Give the Works Insurance a call today and tell them Ashmon sent you. The Works Insurance offers insurance coverage to protect everything that's important to you. Whether it's your home, your car, your kids, or your toys, the Works Insurance can tailor coverage that works great for you. Give them a call at 910-550-0209 or visit them online at theworksinsurance.com. Welcome back to Bright Minds with Ash Mon. I am Ashley Bright and I have got Amber Mitchell with me today. Hey girl, hey. Hi. Thank you for doing this. Oh yes. Y'all, I just like threw her into this. Um, she didn't know where I lived. She I barely think she knows what we're talking about today. I'm she a little late. She's never <laughs> listened to my podcast. We got a lot of stuff going on. It's great. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of firsts. It's good to see you. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to do a COVID podcast, guys. I feel like it's just such a part of our history and I wanted to like document all the things that it was like because it's I was just like Amber it's starting to become surreal almost to me mm-hmm. and where I'm kind of starting to question like did we really go through that or like was what was this yeah. like then just all these I don't know I just have a lot of questions I'm like it's let's document this let's talk about what it was really like but before we do that quick little background I know you are a nurse mm-hmm. um was that something you give me the fun stuff? Like, was it something you always wanted to do? I feel like you got to have a passion if that's what you're going to do. Oh yeah, um, like I grew up knowing that I wanted to be in healthcare and knew that I originally like, did you just like, like have I'm, that nurturing personality as a child. Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I just I love I love people. I really have a big heart. I think, and most anybody would say say that about me. Um, and w- like when I was in high school, me and one of my best friends, Maria, were actually in a allied health sciences class. I thought you guys met in college. Mm-mm. Oh, wait. So back it up, guys. I met Amber through Maria Mastoris, who was on my podcast. I, gosh, I can't remember which one, but we talked about her journey through IVF. I thought you guys met maybe at like nursing school or... Mm-mm. Okay. So give yeah. me that. So when we were, um, when we met, we went to completely different high schools. I lived in Kernersville and she lived in Winston-Salem, but you could do um, kind of like a joint program and you could go take focus classes on what you want to do in your career or college. So um, I got into the Allied Health Sciences class yeah. over there and me and Maria used to always be competing for like the top oh, grade you class. little nerds. I love yeah. it. <laughs> At first we were like super competitive was, was and then Maria we met. the same back then? Just yes. this cute little Greek little nugget? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Oh, she's God, like I love so that girl. Precious. And really with Maria, like she is the kindest person ever. She's been exactly the same, like as long as I've known her. I, like, I like, don't know what I would do without her in my life. I just love right. her so much. Yes. So when we met, it was like, oh, I like this about, I like your skirt or something <laughs> silly like that. And then the weight of my heart, yeah. compliment my clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just became Insta friends and then decided we both wanted to go to UNCW and we were going to become nurses, the nurse practitioners and going to have kids and like live in Wrightsville Beach, which we've done most love of this those journey. things. Except for me, I live in Carolina Beach and have <laughs> like three dogs and three cats. <laughs> hey, that's great. It's fantastic. And so, but we did the whole thing and we you know we were roommates in college and um so I knew early on, like, I wanted to have a career in healthcare and I wanted to be a nurse. And originally, I went to school um, and got, like, a bachelor's in health education wellness promotion. I wanted okay. to, like, impact lives and the work site, um, but didn't end up loving that. It was more like working in a cubicle than it is interaction with people. And I It's a big really, difference. Yeah. yeah. So um, at my grandmother, when she had cancer, I went saw her in the hospital, and her nurse just made such a huge difference for her. Aww. It was really sweet. Like, and my grandma said, "You need to do this. This is what you've always wanted to do, and you could help somebody like just like me." So now, that's exactly how I look at it. Every patient of mine is like a family member, and I want to treat them like a family member because you know, you just want them to feel safe yes, and their girl, family need to feel y'all. safe and like your care. You know and what I mean? And I feel like some of the, I was just asking if you knew Katie Campbell, I feel like some of the best nurses I know, like it, if you meet her, you would just see how she'd be so good at that. Like mm-hmm. it's just a calling, you know, like you yeah. were meant to do that. I yeah, love it. Absolutely. Okay. So did you, how long have you worked at the hospital? 
uh, nine years. It'll be, yeah, it's nine years now. It'll be 10 years next year in like August. Did you do a bunch of different things over there? Um, so I worked, uh, started out on a med surge floor, um, and did that for a few years and I transitioned into the ICU. Okay. So I wanted to get like good, just broad idea, really grateful for my time on the floor because it is so hard. Um, and it's, you know, the multitasking you have to do and having the amount of patients that you have, it's very difficult, but it gave me like a really, really strong background. And I have so much respect for what the nurses upstairs do. Sure. Um, sometimes I think if you've never had that experience that you kind of don't realize what they go this through. This is not the same, but it, you know, you're always like, like I always want my kids to work in a restaurant one day. It's like just having an appreciation for what other people yes, do. Gives, yes. You know, it just makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Sorry, was that a bad analogy? No, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> absolutely like, true. It's like, you know, you know, whenever you have worked in a restaurant and then you get a server, you can tell they're in the weeds and your compassion for yeah. them is and completely you're different not than be a jerk hole, done it. like yeah. to somebody because you know what it's been like. Yeah, you know? and then you leave them more money because <laughs> yeah. you're like, I get this, I understand what you're going through. My heart hurts for you. Also, did I just call somebody a jerk hole? Like, I don't even know that. <laughs> <means. laughs> That's a new word. Gosh. Okay. Do you remember? Um, I was like truly like taking a trip down memory road in my own brain, like where you were when you first heard about COVID. Oh gosh. Where like I was okay, ready. I was at Terrazzo's. Have you ever been there mm-hmm. with these girls from my book club? And listen, I don't ever watch the news because I'm busy and it's depressing. So I'm not always the most informed person. By not always, I'm never the most informed person at a dinner table. But we were sitting there just like catching up, and they were telling me about this cruise ship, mm-hmm. and I was just like, okay, like I don't know, like. It, and these cruise ships were docked, and they wouldn't let anybody off the ship. And I'm like, I've never been on a cruise, and now I really never want to go on a cruise. It sounds awful, but I still like. I just remember that was the first time I was like, what's this? Like people mentioned the word, they all have this disease, and it was called COVID. Yeah, it's crazy. So I think we. I don't even know if I really remember exactly when because. Once it started, it's like that was that's like your experience, yeah. Um, And I just remember, I think we learned about it a little bit earlier from um, management, like so, like the hospitals, like yes, telling they were already preparing um, because they knew that it was yeah, yeah. Um, Our we have our infectious disease department is like incredible at New Hanover, and um, so they had already started taking steps and preparing and like what it was going to look like, what we would do kind of situation. So yes, I want to know all these things. So, okay. So then to me, I can't remember when I heard about it either. I just remember where it was, but I don't know what month this was, but then March is the month that sticks out because yeah, I have my birthday. And, oh, like school. I like I remember, remember being at a birthday party and they're being like, okay, they just canceled school starting Monday. Yeah. <laughs> and this, so this is like weird to me because then nothing happened, right? Like it was like, I don't know, like it was slow at first, but yes, I wonder. it was. And we were, well, it was slow probably because we were all stuck inside. So yes. this it wasn't spreading. But you so, know, and quickly. you're, and at work, right, where a lot of people have stopped working and started staying home, you, of course, as a nurse are still mm-hmm. going there. So what did that look like behind the scenes? Are there, are there like big auditorium meetings? Are there emails going out? Like, how do they tell you like, hey, gear up. This is what we're about to do. Yeah. We had a lot of meetings. Like our um, manager, she's amazing. She's uh, very good about being transparent about what we can expect from COVID. And this was one of those things that we really didn't know when, but she like, but we knew it would come and it would get probably that progressively anxiety ridden too. It was yeah. like this waiting game and you hated it. I was like, nothing's really like yeah. happening, but we're just waiting for something to happen. So there was a lot but of then it people happen, that was but... like, there were a lot of individuals that were very scared. I mean, it is a very scary thing. So scary. Yeah. So we were all like taking steps to figure out, um, like getting educated on how to protect ourselves whenever we had a patient yeah. and like what the process was going to be for like PPE or it's PPE is personal protective equipment and, um, like the medical world. Yeah. So what we would have to wear to keep ourselves safe from getting this virus. And and what we did then versus what we do now is completely different, I'm sure. which I'm so thankful for because that was such a process. And really whenever like it first hit, um, it was, it was very scary. Like the whole process of going like, through that. Like and, your first patient or like the first person that came into our hospital and oh had gosh. COVID and I, like, I don't know, like that seems. Girl, I remember so many patients there at that time was a uh, very, it's like 
a very difficult time to revisit. Okay. Because it makes you think about these families and these patients that yeah. you met. And you, sp- you spent so much time with them. And at that time, we didn't allow visitation. Um, you know, they the only people they saw were us. Yeah. Like they didn't have as many, we didn't have as many resources coming into the units and stuff. It was really like you and your patient and they kept as many other individuals out of the unit as they could. Like they didn't even come into the unit. It was a hot zone. So um, there was like, you know, once you stepped into the hot zone and you, you had to don all this PPE before um, you went in and we had like the bunny suits and cappers yeah. and stuff. Kind of looked like astronaut. I, that's exactly what yeah. I picture. Yeah. Yeah. So and How then, long did it take you to suit up? Well, it took a minute. I have a stupid. What did I like pee? Was that like so? Annoying? Okay, so that's a great question <laughs> because what happens is that you don't pee for oh, a very long time. You just don't. Okay. You hold it as long as you can because then, whenever you leave the hot zone, you have to go into the decontamination like room and remove all that PPE, clean it, <sighs> like clean your cavern and stuff, and you threw away the PPE that you took off at the time until you know when. We had PPE shortages and stuff. Right. But See, these are the things I forgot about. Yes, there was like yeah. a PPE shortage. Cheap. And having contacts and having the capper on. And oh, gosh. It just like blowing wind. Was it hot in there? It was pretty toasty. Pretty toasty. Jeez mm-hmm. Louise. So when, okay, March, we find out this is happening. Like when did you feel like your world really changed? Like when did the hot zone, this area get like bought, like, set up and you're putting on this spacesuit for the first time. Like when, do you remember when that was? I have no clue. Listen, I'm going to be very honest. Okay. I have like early onset dementia maybe. Sure. Because my, my memory is very Same. bad. <laughs> <laughs> so if I can't tell you exactly like the time It doesn't frame, really matter. But somebody like, else would remember. You ask anybody else, but my memory is so bad. But I feel like it wasn't to, like once it hit, it just happened so fast. Right. It, like where I was saying it was nothing. And then it was like, and then it was terrifying everywhere. Yes. Um. So, so if you had a patient, like you would be the only nurse that entire time to like go in there and take care mm-hmm. of them. And well, other people on the team, like we have, we do tr- all these things for our patients, um, and we're in there very frequently. But we turn them; <clears throat> they're not able to turn themselves and stuff because you want to protect their skin and all that. It's like. It's a pressure ulcer prevention, which may not make a whole lot of sense. But when you're in the bed that long, you can sit on your your booty for too long and you can get these like wounds. Right. So we would have to do those things together. Um, But we had lifts and stuff in our ICU, which is incredible. Most, I mean, I don't know everywhere that has lifts in every single patient room. So really, we could go in there on our own and use our lift and our lift pads to turn our patients on our own because we ended up having you know, less staff, staffing shortages. So that really was kind of, sometimes it would just be. So was that already happening? Like I know that happened in my mind, I guess I thought that happened. So that was happening in the midst of all of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So were you working like around the clock? Yeah, we worked a lot. Like at first we rotated from all the ICUs. We had a COVID ICU. They made it separate. All the rooms were negative pressure. Um, And so every day people would just float in to that unit. Um, and our manager, her name is Jenny Walter. She's amazing. She was over the... Co- <laughs> I'm so professional. <laughs> I usually put my dogs away. You know what's crazy is when I release this, you can't hear them. Like this software takes the noise out of the background so you can't hear them. So I just always look crazy like yelling at my dog. Yeah. And I'm talking to them. Right? I'm like, please don't bark anymore, me. Okay. I'm sorry. Keep going. Um, but she was, you know, managing over that COVID unit and yeah. in, the, uh, you know, our uh, Mickey, and I, I feel like she was doing something with the sticky at the time as well. So she had, was wearing many hats and um, like praise her for doing that because it yeah. really made us feel better about it and more prepared because she kind of knew like the, the more confident everything. and safe everyone around you feel was mm-hmm. like that will rub off on me, yeah. you know? Do you remember the first time you put that outfit on and you're going in there and you know, of course we had heard like you're seeing everything that happened in New York and happened in these big cities and was coming. Were you like, oh, shit, I didn't sign up for this, or I guess, or did, you know, as a nerd, like, I don't know, what did that feel like? Well, it, I remember, it. I remember, like, one of the first nights, um, I was working night shift at the time, too, so I went in there, and we're wearing all these outfit, these bunny suits, you know, looking like astronauts, and we look around us, me and my friend Erica look at each other, and we're like, is this real? It feels like it felt like we were on a movie set and that it was not actually 
happening? Like, is this really happening right now? So um, it was, it was very kind of, you know, you're scared, but you don't, I don't want it. I don't want these patients to feel alone. Yeah. And so many people were very, like very scared and rightfully so when something's new, like there is this heightened anxiety about it, but you still got, we had to do what we had to do to take care of our patients. And then, you know, you see them, you're like, this could be my mom or my sister or brother. And you get so close to them. And at the beginning, like it was bad and they got so sick so fast. And it was just so difficult. I got like my arm hairs, like, yeah, can you see my chicken skin? (laughs) But just thinking about that time frame and the impact it had, I remember so many patients from, especially from the beginning. Um, and some t- like, you know, and families that still will like reach out to oh us my and my friend, Ashley, she still has a daughter that message. Um, it was one, one of her patients. Um, she has family members from that patient that still reach out to her. And that's amazing. Yeah. So I think every one of us have, you know, certain stories sure. and patients that we spent more time with because at first we rotated in. That's what I was saying earlier. But um, we would rotate in. But then at one point, it was like the continuity of care needed to be there. Um, yeah. And it's so important to have that. So I get that. Um, yeah. So we just talked with Jenny, our manager, about it. Can you know, because you never knew if you were going to be going into the COVID unit or not. You just like would wake up in the middle of the day and look at your phone. So you oh, knew geez. if you needed to get up early or not to get there. And so you had more time to get ready. Um, but we were like, what if some of us just committed to going in all the time? And like, like I just, will be a COVID nurse. Yeah, like this will like be, we just, yeah. we know that we're coming in, we're going to do it so we can get here earlier. And then these patients have like, you know, some faces that are familiar. The family talked to voices that are familiar. Yeah. Um, and so we did that and we had like, we were COVID warriors, is what we that was like. I appreciate y'all call. so much. Gosh. Yeah, and people still like floated in, but if there were, they, we did have some nurses if they were immune to immunosuppressed um, you know, or something like that. You don't want to put them Let's in not that throw environment, them right, in. right? Yes, yes. Um, and so, and there's some of us like I don't have kids or anything like that at home. Um, so I, I don't know. I just feel like you, you felt like let me take this one. Like let me. I don't know. Uh, yeah, something I like just, that. Yeah. I just, I've okay, in a very non political, non judgmental, just me asking you and everybody else, save it. (laughs) Did you feel a certain way about people like not being vaccinated, not social distancing, not isolating? Did you take it like more, you know, like personally? Yeah, I think probably yes. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, like it affected us and our Girl, team like, I mean, in the hospital saw things and lost pe- in a way that you know I can't even begin to imagine oh gosh it was I can't even like the the teammates that I have there at the hospital it really was something that like you really bond in situations I was gonna like ask this. that too like what your bond with these people it has to be I it mean because they're like, the only ones who truly know what you feel or what you're yeah, going through yeah we like are, I can't only begin to imagine we have just such an incredible ICU team at the hospital. So I think that, you know, whenever you go through something that is really very traumatic in some sense, um, and you hear a lot about like individuals in the healthcare field who have PTSD from, from being in the COVID environment, even just like, you know, if I went down the hallway to the sticky bathroom the other day, and that's where we used to get ready for <laughs> change into our other scrubs or bunny suits or whatnot. And it just, when I went in there, it just gave me like a little feeling of anxiety. Like, I was like, oh man, I spent a lot of time in here. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, I forgot what the original question was. I was just asking honest. about like, <laughs> no, it's okay. Just people like not taking it seriously or just oh, yes. not really... Because it bothered me to some extent when I'm like, well, listen, my buddy's dad died from this at the hospital. So this yeah. is real and this is a thing. So well, that's I, you know, what really bothered hard me to, the most yeah. was people saying that it wasn't real. It was fake. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just and I'm like, OK, it's so fake that I'm sitting in here dressed not like s- Tears coming out of my eyes, sweating in these outfits and FaceTiming people's family as they're like passing. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. they can talk to their loved ones. And then you hear those conversations and it's like hearing someone's conversation with their parent or their daughter, you know, I mean, 
son, anything, their loved one. It's so incredibly difficult and like just you feel their pain. I'm very, very much, I think, an empath where I take on other people's feelings. Feel and, you, girl. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> it truly really affects me. Yeah. yeah like, it is very, um, it's so hard to hear that and just know that they can't be with somebody. So all of us, no, I don't know any ICU nurse that we would never let a patient that was in their past by themselves. We would oh, always gosh. be in there with them. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like it just, you don't want them to be alone. And they, of course not. You know, and nobody. Right. Does. Those are things that's so crazy to think about. Like their family members, it was so dangerous and so wild and so unknown at that time. They couldn't have anybody mm-hmm. in there. Like that's just crazy. Yeah. Um, did that affect like some of your relationships? Like I had a girlfriend who was a nurse there too. And I remember her, it was like hard for her. She was like, I don't like just be trying to be social and trying to be herself and going out to a cookout a part and here, you know, picking up on these conversations. And she was like, I'm finding this, like she was feeling weird, like this, like social, like she's like, it's changed me. Yeah. I think, um, because so many, because of what you see and how it affects, like it's more hurtful to see your, um, like you know, these people's family members in there and people yeah. lose loved ones. And then going back out into society is like just a little bit different. And you still want to be careful, but you also are like kind of relieved. Like, I'm glad I'm that like I can mix. Be, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a mixed bag and you almost feel guilty. Like, do I, do I, do the things and go out into, into the yes. world and um, work in healthcare. But at the end of the day, like you take your same precautions, like, you know, we were wearing masks and we would always do that. And, and just, I don't know, like kind of, I get that. I was also, Oh wait, hold on. Let's take a quick pause. Do it. Okay. So along with this, I was also wondering what it felt like your shifts over, taking off the suit, you're coming home what was that like? Like, uh, so I actually work for a respiratory company. So I was in the hospital some during this. And mm-hmm. at the beginning, I would fully, like, this sounds absurd. Now I would like strip down in my garage, oh, leave yeah. everything Same. out there. But I wasn't even like yeah. with, uh, but that's how, that's how much we thought. And I mean, I we used like, to decontaminate our groceries. Oh, gosh. Wipe them off with like not no judging i think that's one of the things i never did but i would see people doing that I'm like mm-hmm. this is this is wild and i felt like yeah. people didn't want to hang out with me because i was steven and i actually went to work every single day during covid we never stayed home mm-hmm. which is you had the same thing it's the opposite experience of what everybody else was going through and i always felt like one i couldn't relate so all my mama friends are homeschooling and trying to work from home mm-hmm. and trying to all these things where we had like a nanny in here every day like i don't know like it was like my world didn't shift in that aspect. Right. But I did feel like people thought I was like Jeremy because I was in the yeah, hospital and yeah. I was bringing and oxygen like, to the eighth floor and running into you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, did you feel like that? I don't know. I just, I felt like I was like this extra risk. Um, yeah, kind of. I think um, one time I made a mistake and went to work after, like we changed, scr- I would wear scrubs to work because it was easier to change sure. into other scrubs. Like they're like surgical scrubs or something so that we could take them off and um, discard them and then put clean clothes on before we left. Or, um, th- but then after that, I, re- I went to work or went to work and had changed and wanted to stop by and, and get some groceries. Like this was when it was open like just back fresh open, you know, after. Um, So I went to in there and wear my scrubs. People looked at me like I had like the plague. They were like, people were like freaked out by you. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that doesn't feel good. You're like, do you know what I'm doing over there? Yeah. I was like, oh, so sorry. Like these are clean. I remember one of my girlfriends said she was getting gas at like in her scrubs. And some guy was like, you should be like, just like yelling at her. Like you should have changed. Like just crazy. Yeah, there was a lot of people too who didn't really trust healthcare, like workers, and because of like all the like social media stuff going on, saying that it was fake and this COVID's not real. I don't know that I actually knew somebody that felt that way. Like I know that it's out there, and like I've heard things, I've seen clips, but I don't know that I personally 
maybe I do. And they just didn't ever, like, I don't know that I actually, I hope not know somebody that thought it was fake. Like that is wild. Yeah. Or like, like the government was tracking us with like, <laughs> I mean, I, we actually had like random, randomly, we would have some patients or patients, family members who felt like that. And you know, you just never really know. So you would be taking care of a patient and the family would think that it wasn't real. Well, not anymore after, after but like at the time. Yeah. But they would tell you that, like, prior to, like, I didn't think this oh, was a Oh, okay, real thing. okay. But then and once then, they saw their... Yeah. Gotcha. And, <sighs> you know, or something like, I I wouldn't... They hadn't been vaccinated. They're like, I'm definitely going to be getting vaccinated that, now or something yes. like that whenever the vaccines came out. So you would see a lot of that. Um, but, I mean, it's come so far now where we are and with, you know, how everything has Im- improved, really, that you can't like with the vaccinations and stuff, we don't see it as much. We still see it. And like back at whenever it all started each, I don't know, like different variant, I guess had a different kind of side effect for patients. So like for my world, like the Delta variant was really, really wild, respiratory traumatic. I mean, that was, I had actually transitioned up to the eighth floor, um, so I did a year in COVID ICU. So the eighth then, floor then was guys where you went when you were out of the ICU, but not out of the weeds by any means. Right. Like you were on the eighth floor was the COVID floor. And well, then a lot of floors became the COVID floor, but yeah, anyways, <laughs> we went up a few, a few floors, we expanded. Um, but you know, my manager, Jenny, she was like, I think that you would be great for this. I was like, really? Wait, I for what? Really Tell me. I feel it. like you skipped ahead in your brain. Like, what happened? Oh, I probably did. Okay. So, <laughs> this is why we became friends yeah, at the wedding because yeah. I always like think I said something or like, did, anyways, keep going. Yeah. That's probably how I got here today. <laughs> like, I'm sure I told her where I live. So, but um, after about a year of being in the COVID ICU, they had opened like a floor that was just COVID only on the eighth floor. And they had a new manager that came in, um, Alana. And then, you know, they needed an assistant manager and as administrative coordinator is what it was called at the time. So Judy was like, I think you'd be great for that. Um, and I was like, what? It wasn't really something that I thought about before. Okay. But, I, was, you know, one of my friends, Ashley, she was pushing me. She's like, you should do it. We were working night shift at the time. And, you know, it would be a good way to go into day shift and learn a lot more um, kind of about our hospital in general and just leadership. And so when I did that, it was something I wasn't anticipating on, like, I didn't know I would love it as much as I did. So I really got very close with the team um, and we kind of like created a team from the ground up and I'm real OCD. So I organized a lot up there. So like you created like this COVID team, like, and this is like how this eighth floor, like that stuff was going to go. Well, yeah. Cause we didn't have any, we didn't have any staff really. There was four well, there's, there's never members for like what there's no protocol, I guess, yeah. uh, you know? They had like four staff members when I came on and um, I interviewed with the two of the coordinators, um, Aaron and Ashley, and they were like, yeah, we'll take her. She's all right. Okay. <laughs> I know one of my friends had something Stitch and, you know, I'm a big Disney fan and <laughs> my friend Ashley loves Stitch and she was like, I like you. You can come with us. Listen, if you can relate on something, bond on something. Yeah. Like if I see some of the Steelers, I'm like, you're my people. Like I'll pick you over somebody else. Steelers are my thing. Terrible towel. Yes. There you go. I mean, it just sounds fun. (laughs) I'm a Broncos fan. So, you know, I would just want something that I can like whoop around in the air like a cowboy. It is very fun. So as a management role, are you less hands-on with the patients then? Um, Well, you would think, but really it's when that the floor itself, I mean, they had a really it was really tough for our team because you didn't have as many resources coming in right like you want as least amount of exposure to hospital ancillary staff as possible so whenever like lunch trays and stuff were yeah. brought up for our covid patients we would deliver our lunch trays so we would don because once you got off the elevator like these things guys they were like it was like i get it reminds me of like et when they would like tape off yeah, the, was. you know, yeah. like it you remember was, that? Yeah, and sure you do. entered like the hot zone upstairs. Mm-hmm. And so it was this one whole section that was taped off. And I remember the day we were able to take it down. My <laughs> my manager, she videoed it, and me and one of my coordinators, Aaron, ran through it to oh, bust like a football it down. team coming out of the right. tunnel. I love it. <laughs> but you know what they do is like they cut it or something to make it fall down I, we didn't do any of that did you bounce so, back oh i hit hard girl. can i get like, this video it is 
It is hysterical. <laughs> you can hear her laughing in it and her laugh's the best part. But I had some uh, little injuries after that. But Stop. there was, yeah, it was really. I want to see this video. But we wanted to do that. And we had said it from the beginning. When this comes down, we're going to like, we're going to make it a moment. It. Yeah. And so it was like really. It was, and it has lived on in many people's phones since then. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get my hands on this, guys. I don't know. Maybe she'll let me post it. <laughs> Do you, so okay. So it's like you're in the thick of it. You're just doing all these things. There's the eighth floor, the full. When does it like change? Like when does protocol change? When do you start to see like a light at the end of the tunnel? Like I remember when it went back to just being the eighth floor, and then it was like half of the eighth floor. And so I always related everything that was happening in the world to my world which is mm-hmm. was the hospital so yeah. like that's how I was gauging like what was happening out there mm-hmm. how did you feel about all that like I don't know well we started to take some things like as we learned more we were able to kind of take some things away and take some things down so it wasn't as many barriers and stuff we would start to allow more visitation like two visitors at a time so like as oh, yeah, the, the world even is the visitors was like a huge yeah. thing yeah for a while it almost felt like you know the world was progressing outside but we weren't progressing inside the hospital as much and i don't mean that in like the hospital wasn't progressing but we were still living the same life like we were still um, having the struggles of being short-staffed and not sure. having the resources and stuff. And, you know, I think, w- honestly, we probably did better with the PPE than most hospitals did yeah. um, in other areas, like in Seattle and New York and stuff like that. Um, like that, I just did. Like the video footage of like New York will never, ever be like gone from my brain. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was insane. And I have a friend who works in, and I don't know what his title is, but he works in Florida and Florida was also a big, you know, they were hit hard, but he was allocating all those resources and trying to find them in different places. Oh my gosh. And that was so struck, like his job at the time had to have been so incredibly stressful. And I remember like, I remember, you know, then that it was something that was very, you know, that affected him in a different way. Yeah. And, you know, and he knew that it affected us. And so it was, it kind of just went down the chain there. Um, Gosh, that's crazy. But it just, all all of a sudden we were able to take some things away. And then you would see these little kickups, like, Something would come around, and then we would have like a spike in COVID, like and a then, holiday, and it, yeah. or like something, right? It would yeah. be like two weeks later, and you're like, it would oh my be. God. So we would know, yeah. like, okay, well, Christmas just happened. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, here is what happened. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Thanksgiving, all the families got together, so we got to be ready. Yeah. Um, but like what you were saying with Delta, it was definitely Delta that during that time I think was probably the hardest time for everybody in healthcare because it just was so fast and people deteriorated so quickly. Um, and I know like on the floor, we had like three go-karts up there just to, because we needed it just in case. And so that's so difficult to, to think about or say, cause I've never, and you know, so many, um, even older nurses and stuff that I was working with at the time had never experienced anything like that. Like, do you feel like all of you saw like death in a way that you had never seen or should never see again? Like, Oh yeah. I can't. And so our new, we had some new grad nurses that, I mean, the amount of death that they experienced within I don't really their... like hug those girls. Like that plus. Oh, gosh, yeah. I just like... Like being young and excited to start out in the real world and I'm going to be a nurse and do this and then... Right. And oh, then my. The fact about their whole nursing school experience was different. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the same as being able to come into clinicals and stuff with COVID, it wasn't the same kind of experience as what we were able to have. So it was just different for them. And then, you know, just having the new nurses and that's what they saw so early. And I mean, within the first week, you know, something would happen and it was a lot. There was a, there was a, a lot of, a lot of tears and moments in the office and stuff. I know I would go in my boss's office sometimes. I would just sit on the floor and be like, I'm just, I really, need a minute. Yeah. I'm just having a tough time today. Do you feel like you've allowed yourself to like process what you went through or what? I, I don't know. Maybe you don't need to. I'm just one of those that I'm like, I need to work through it. Or I don't know. Maybe it's too soon. Maybe you, it'll be five years from now when you need to work through it. I don't know. Well, 
I just um, recently have, like, I just started to see a therapist. Oh, and go, good for you, man. Yeah, I think it's something that's very important. I've wanted to go for a long time. I've talked about it, but I always thought it might be kind of weird to, to like, talk to somebody. Of <laughs> to um, by the way, I love this topic on this podcast because I'm such a pro-therapy person. Well, like, you know, it should be mandatory. You go to yearly physical, you should yeah. go get your head checked, too. Everybody should do it. <laughs> we should check in. But you know? it was something that I didn't expect to like enjoy as much as I did. There's some kind of therapeutic and I guess that's why it's called therapy. I don't know why I chose that word, but talking <laughs> oh, to so cute. like a stranger about your feelings, like an objective. Yeah. You know, I don't know. There is. And I think that's great that you had an amazing first experience because I actually tried it and didn't love it. Then a few years later, I tried it again, didn't like it. And so to go, then I was like, do I want to do this whole, I just feel like the first time it's so awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be And I love to chat awkward. with anybody. I just, it's like, where do I, what do I say? Where yeah. I, I feel like you would have the best first therapy session because you're so embarrassed. Talk like to. I'm guarded. They're like, why are you here? And I'm like, I mean, I'm totally fine. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm fine. But I just came just to see what it's like. It's yeah, but like I didn't research. know where to like start. And then once I started there really you know yeah here i am yeah. years later it's great i was sitting i was sitting there and i had like brought a little crystal with me because oh, like that are you like energy. a and i was gonna say okay yeah it's funny because i started that in covid and one of my <laughs> friends husbands i would literally try anything yeah let me, let's get he, weird like refers to me as like you know i'm crystal amber the one with the crystals yes. i'd like tuck them and i'll kind of tuck them in my bra like <laughs> and you know but I just felt like they helped my vibe and hey. the, the, you know, positive energy in a situation like that. You do whatever you I can. I do whatever you can. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, I was just sitting there and I had this little crystal that's supposed to help with um, communication and talking about your feelings. Oh. And so at first I was just sitting there like super nervous. And then... I mean, I'm not saying it was the crystal that did it because I'm like rubbing this crystal. And she probably thought I was, too, you know, I bet you nervous as I was. See but it all right, like you're not the crazy. That's to. not the craziest thing she's seen. Somebody yeah, she's a definitely seen worse. I mean, it's had to. I'm just an awkward individual, I think, at heart. Anyways, so it's it was a very good thing though, and I think everybody, anybody in healthcare, probably should like talk with somebody at some point because there's so many things that affect us. And then I feel almost like if you like I don't, I don't ever want to seem weak if that makes sense I get that um because there's so many strong people around me and I don't want like it's sometimes a, a patient's passing will really affect me and I'll tear up and like you know it makes I, you human though and it makes you yeah. a good nurse at the same time yeah. I don't know if it didn't bother you that's like then maybe we should unpack that for another reason <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean I get that it's part of like, I don't know I just I think that that makes you like more relatable authentic yeah. I don't know what word I'm searching for it's just you really f you really can feel like you're an empath too but like, yeah, yeah you feel this pain from the other yeah. from the family members and if you like were taking care of that patient for a long long time because usually if they're with us it can be for longer than most other areas because they've had something critical happen to them that you know they're coming to the ICU yeah, I feel like ICU is a whole other ball game yeah so it's just one of those things that um I don't know. I think it affects nurses more than they realize. And then going in there, I just, I, I talked to her about COVID and, you know, I didn't even really think about it before that it affected me like it has. Um, but it does kind of, you know, weigh on you a little bit. And it is one of those, like, just like you, you were saying you had a 9-11 podcast about that time. Like, I can remember where I was. Yeah. You know, I can remember that. And I think, you know, for this generation, um, especially like the teenagers and stuff who were taken out of school, they missed proms and all that. It, this is like that situation during their time. Well, that's part right. of history. So everybody has like some way, of course, multiple ways it affected them and and, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like that, right, whether it was you missed pro college, you only get so, four years there and you were at yeah. home during college. I was like the time of my life. Then I feel like for me, like my, I was like, Trip was like, to me, the first epitome of the COVID kid because he was in kindergarten when he got sent home and he's like learning to read on Zoom, you know, whatever it was. Like, it's just, I was actually, that's one of my little things here that I wanted to talk about. Like, I don't even know if any of us know exactly the impact this has had or will have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But at the same, but on the flip side, the other part of me is like, I think we're all so much more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. Like the way we're all operating today, 
It's like you forget yeah. that that was like three insane years of our life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> I mean, I I think that really like my my boyfriend, Davey, he was such a pivotal part of me being able to handle COVID the way that I did. Oh, I love that. Um, he like he's just a very supportive person in general. But each year for like uh, New Year's resolution, I instead of doing something like losing weight or something, I'm not going to do. <laughs> I try to learn something new. Oh, and, I love that. Yeah. So, give me some examples. I think so. One year I, I was learning to do yoga, which I still do and I love. Amazing. Um, one year was learning to keep plants alive. I wanted to be a plant mom. Amber, this is like the most positive way to shape a New Year's resolution. I'm yeah. going to steal this so hard. I it's love so it. Fun. I was like, I can keep people alive. I should be able to keep plants alive. <laughs> Why not? Those damn things. I mean, really. really I love me a plant. Yeah, I see. You got beautiful plants in here. <laughs> but they're hard. You know, I talk to them and I clean them and I like tell yeah, them. Yeah, I play them music. Yeah. You know, they like that. <laughs> Um, clean beauty. I switched all over and I was a makeup artist before. No way. Yeah. So I love makeup. Everybody knows that about me. And I went from all conventional makeup, did all the research. It was me and my friend, Melissa, and we tried all the products and we switched everything to clean beauty. This And clean beauty is now a YouTube kind channel of like for a this. thing. And it is, but I don't do it. I don't know. Oh, you should. I already I know. Like, I know, I know I've been a using the same really thing my brands. entire life, which is wild. Oh, tell, I can't wait. Often, yeah, more. more yeah, we will do that. <laughs> so, you know, those are like some things I like to do. But that year, and it just so happened, it was the year of 2020. I was tell David did all the cooking. He cooked all the time. What a bro! And I can make like three things: spaghetti and chicken casserole, and. I could make two things, spaghetti and chicken what casserole. What a great two things to be mm-hmm. able to make. I, th- I love those foods. You know, if I was going to print something, I would press them, <laughs> it was going to be that. So, and those were one of the two things I made Davey. And he's like, she's a catch. And I'm like, hey, you're stuck with me. <laughs> so that year we decided to, well, I decided to learn to cook. I wanted to like learn the chefy things, put the sauce on the plate. And so that was. How did you learn how to cook? Year. Well, I started watching a lot of YouTube, Bobby Flay, Beat Bobby Flay, <laughs> Food Network. Okay. Uh, and I downloaded the Food Network app and um, like just found random recipes on there that I wanted to make. So I just started watching the channels and I bought some books and read them. And I go hard because like I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I, okay. I, I will hyper focus on something. <laughs> so that year, then we got stuck inside. And so we just like every night we were cooking. No time together. like the present. Yeah. I it was great. wish I would have done something more productive with my time. I wonder who has those thoughts. Like, coulda, woulda, shoulda. But I felt like I was just surviving. Yeah. I also kind of love to go. I will say, like, I did love, I'm super social. Like, that is my thing. Like, mm-hmm. I love to be with people. So I, for, when I think about, like, it seems crazy. That it was just the four of us day in, day out. I freaking loved it. Like, I yeah. loved it. Played games. We made up games. Like, we kicked it in that sitting room. I yeah. don't know. I did love it for what it was. It was like life slowed down and there was no, maybe I was okay with it because nobody was doing anything and I couldn't. Well, I think a lot of us did things that we didn't normally do. Like we started doing some puzzles or we would oh, go ride God, our the puzzle. Yes. And yes. like, you know, just, just things that Which we, so sweet. Yeah, we were, were playing like, games yeah. all the time. Same, like, and so it was really a great time to like bond and connect, spend more time with our animals. I got a cat. She's so bad. Um, uh, you you told me you had six animals when you got yeah, in here. I do. That's a lot. And Tuna was the first cat. We She was a quarantine kitty. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just like quarantine kids. We have quarantine kitties too. Yeah. Okay. She, and she doesn't know how to socialize. She shows it. She does not know how to socialize. <laughs> and everybody that knows me knows this about her and me. And they're like, your cat's. Is she a bitch? Yeah, you can yeah, swear. I on can here. say that. Yeah, they're like, your cat's such a bitch. I'm like, you can't say that about my child. <laughs> Only I could say that. Right. It gets so defensive if you talk yeah. about them. God. I got her a couple of brothers, so she's better. Oh, now. Do you know what I wanted to know really quick? We should wrap this up soon. It's so fun, though. I want to keep chit-chatting about nonsense. Did you get COVID and how many times? Okay, so actually, I did not get COVID until like two years in. Okay. It was very Isn't that crazy. Do you wild. think maybe your immune system, even though you were in all this gear, somehow was like getting a little bit of it and you were like building I up? I feel like, like it probably did, you know? I feel like it did. Nothing medical to back this up. I'm just curious. He never got COVID, which I thought was incredible. Yeah, because being around you, you think something's Yeah, else. I probably brought a little germ some all the time. Totally. And he just, <laughs> it's like his immune system's probably solid as a rock. <laughs> so, I mean, he, do, he doesn't. That He has never. Why do I love that his name's Davey? Like, why are you all so cute? Well, he is a junior. So he's his. His name was David Dick Jr. Stop. And his dad's David Dick Sr. Is it David Richard? No, it's David Kenneth. 
Oh, well, David what? Richard, that would just be too, that's too. <laughs> Wait, that's David Dick, dicks. what's happening? Yeah. I don't know. I know this, is a this lot. a Southern thing? Well, no. Wait, what are you saying? I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got on this Wait, subject. Why is he Davy Dick? Where did that come from? He's just pretty, I mean, that's a spectacular <laughs> name. But you always have to spell it. Like, if I'm picking up a prescription for him, you have to be very specific. And you have to say, David Dick, D-I-C-K. Or they always wait. question you. And they're like, wait. wait. I feel like, does everybody know what we're talking about? And just, I don't, or does nobody know what we're talking about? Wait, what's his name? His, Davey. David. Yeah. His name is David, but he's a junior. And he goes by Davey because his dad is. But where does the Dick like come in? What is happening? That's his last name, girl. His name is Davey Dick. Yes. David Dick. Yeah. Your last name. If you marry Davey. this guy, your name will be Amber Dick. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm gonna get, I always <laughs> tell my friends this. I want them to get me an Etsy doormat. Amber, this is says two dicks live here. <laughs> the best thing that has ever happened. Yeah. This is why I was so confused. I didn't know that was his last name. And we got six little dicks running around the house. It's just a great thing. <laughs> you know what? You just have to embrace it. Like I'm a real special person. Sometimes. Where okay, let's can we unpack his childhood for five seconds? Did he get teased a lot? Yes. He did. Is he okay with it now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's like the very best person. He is the very best person. Everybody can attest to that. I and I think he's just had like such oh a Oh my tough God. Show. My brain literally was like, why is she calling him? He did him? meet him. He was in he the was car the with us. Bitch, I forgot. He is. <laughs> he was sitting up front with Dr. Lee. And we were just chit chatting in the back. Yeah. Being, being best friends. Yeah. We were so being best friends. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I totally, sorry, he's, I forget about you, Davey. Davey <laughs> Dick. I uh, was meeting your wife in the back seat. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, God. That church was so hot. And I was hot and bothered. Mm-hmm. And then we became friends in the back. And then we got a drink. And it was yeah, so fun. It was the very best time. So my kids the other day in the car were asking me about people's last name. They're like, do you think anyone's last name is Boogers? Do you think anyone's last name is Fart? And I'm like, well, if it is, it's going to be like Farte. Like, it's like something, yeah. you know. But now I can tell them. No, I will not tell them this. Somebody's last name is Dick. Like, he, my trip would laugh at that. He's 10. Is that yeah. weird? He knows what his, that is now. His cousins um, are the all balls. <laughs> I know. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> They're so fun, too. I mean, I just can't. <laughs> this is fantastic information. Yeah. I love it. We should have started here. But <laughs> I know we got here. Now I don't know where else to go. Like, I'm going to have the giggles for the rest of the day. God, listen, I know this is not easy. I really appreciate you like sitting down and unpacking this. And like I said, I just, I don't know. I feel like if too much time passes, we're going to forget. Oh, wait, there's one other thing I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, stay with us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think like, okay, so I feel like some people get like mad at what we were doing. Or I feel like we didn't know any better. Like that's just what we were doing. Mm-hmm. I think we were just trying to be like, precautionary right like yeah do you know what i'm saying like some people are like i can't believe they made us like do this and do that i'm like i don't know i would have chosen that over the alternative like yeah what did you think like do you think it's like so crazy what we were doing then or like it made sense at the time i mean i think it t- to me it made sense when you're like faced with something like this you don't know what it is but you know how fast it spreads and we saw that in other countries prior to it getting to right. us i really was kind of appreciative of it cuz we could see on you know the west coast how much impact it was having on the hospitals and how overrun they were and 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 when they say like you know there was these like refrigerators outside of hospitals that were acting as morgues and stuff that's not a lie that is very true and so i I don't, I don't think it was bad. I think it was good and necessary and needed. And I know a lot of people who weren't going through it couldn't understand it from that point of view. That's fair. That's like, (gasps) oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why you have to buy multiple wine glasses. I break them all the time. I tell her that it'll be fine. It'll be fine. (laughs) Um, You know what? That just made me lose my train of thought because I had one more thing to follow up on. Either way. I really, really appreciate you doing this. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Do you think... Something like this will happen again in your lifetime. Lord, I hope not. I really, I really do. I really hope not. But, you know, you just, you never really know. I wouldn't have thought anything like this would happen to begin with. You know, a few of like our physician friends, and I was talking to my uncle about this on our podcast or might've been off air, but just, he said the most relatable thing was like the AIDS epidemic and like how, like how crazy and scary and the unknown, but I was not, yeah, yeah, I was born in '85. I don't know. There you was know? like a American Horror Story. Uh, sh- I, well, there was a whole 
um, season about it. And it was kind of... You could see, like, the comparisons and stuff. Yeah, just a little bit. You know, it was its own kind of situation. But, you know, whenever you felt, like, you kind of felt for the patients because they show this scene where, like, he's by himself and alone and trying to get help and there's nobody around. And it really felt like that a lot. We'd just be a couple of us or, like, two or three of us in the unit. And even, like, for some time, like, our physicians... They would tell us what to do from the doors or stuff, you know, like, you know, in their gear because we would be in these rooms. So it was it was I, I really felt that like yeah. when he's trying to find somebody, there's nobody. There so crazy. My parents like so my uncle is gay and like my parents said at one point in time, like they wouldn't let him come visit me and like hold me. And these they're like, we didn't like sounds ridiculous now, but you didn't know. And so I'm like, I get it. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You know? yeah like no one exactly. knew how it was spreading or like what to do about it. I, I do remember, though, it being me on the other side because Davy tried to die naturally that year, and he had appendicitis. I'm sorry. He did. He was trying Davey. Davey. I know. He's the worst. Little did he know he's he was signing up for this podcast. <laughs> but he did get appendicitis, and it was like necrotic. It was bad. And then I couldn't go back there to be with him. I'm sorry. I'm in here. Like, get out. Yeah. And, you know, I work at the hospital. Yeah. I've been using that badge. Like, get out of You know, I was... But... It was what you really, really come to appreciate it from a new perspective, being on that side. And that was something that going into the ICU, like the COVID ICU, I always wanted the family. You're almost taking care of the family as much as you are the patient, but you want them to feel like they're yeah. in good hands and they and have com- like ability sure. of comfort, really. And and so that, like when I couldn't be with him, it was I get that. so hard so hard and it was just i i just really after that what makes you appreciate it from the other side and just like i'm gonna be the super nurse that makes these people feel at ease Uh, yeah i felt it before but then after being on the other side i was like i i I feel this even more for individuals whose family members are inside and they can't see them it's wild yeah because you and then you feel just so bad you're like i don't want him to be alone yes crazy we should have wrapped it up with the Davy Dicks, huh? No. <laughs> you can do some editing. God, Amber, this was the best. I really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Y'all continue to listen to me. Follow me. Please give me a few stars on Spotify, on Apple, uh, Bright Minds with Ash Mon. Also, you can leave comments on Spotify and they make my day. So if you would do that, I'd much appreciate it. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye.